Blog Talk Radio. Race fans, we got something special just for you. Listen in as Chris, Yellow Caution Flag Creighton, and Mr. CJ Sports are in the studio. The 110 Nation Race Chat Live exclusive, bringing you interviews from drivers, promoters, and crews of all types of racing. These are interviews you do not want to miss, so make sure you guys check it out. It's Monday. <laughs> oh, glad to be in the studio. Glad to be sitting with my co-host, Chris Yellow Caution Flag Creighton. We got a great guest for you tonight. Um, I, I'm going to assume it's Luke Morey is how I'm going to go with this. Um, dirt modified driver. Uh, I'm very excited to learn a little bit tonight. I'm getting an opportunity to let Chris kind of take the lead. He uh, knows these next to the woods a little better than I do, so very excited about this. But my co-host is here with me, Chris. How are you doing tonight? Uh, doing well, doing well. One thing that I know about this kid is he has no problem stepping from the dirt world over to the asphalt. Uh, Jason, I've done a little bit of uh, a little bit of research on him as well. You know, this kid's racing everything from go karts to motocross, modified, late models, whatever he can get in. He's uh, he he is at the, the the school of hard knocks, I guess, if if we could say. <laughs> Um, learning how to learn how to drive these race cars. I cannot wait tonight to get to know Luke Morey and what he's uh, what uh, stories he may have to tell us. So. Me neither. I've seen some pictures and like the the one. Uh, it must have been the. Uh, I don't, I don't know what he was driving racing. It looked like uh, probably something to do with the truck. Um, yeah, that right there. Um, I'm not sure what that even. You have to educate me on this because I am lost when it comes to the door world. So very excited about that. Also, I did learn a little something myself. He has no problem getting his hands in there and uh, being part of everything and uh, working on his stuff. Um, so uh, love to see that. Love to see uh, the drivers getting involved and knowing what's how to set up the cars, what's involved to going in the cars. Um, I, I feel... There's no better way to be able to help fix things and let your your crew chief and your crew know what's wrong. Um, no better way than have hands on yourself so you know what what things feel like, what should be adjusted, what needs to be changed, what pressures, everything else. Um, so looking uh, looking forward to uh, uh, getting him on the show as well. Before we jump into it, before right. we get him in here, um, hold on one second. Uh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I got to. You got to give me a chance to rebuttal to that. I mean, we've learned so much. Let's 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 recapture what we've already done here. This is the One Ten Nation Race Chat Live exclusive. We've been basically interviewing these kids from Team Hornaday all uh, ever since the first uh, podcast rollout of this series. And one thing that we know already mm-hmm. is these kids are young. They they're um, they're homeschooled. And their complete dedication from the time they wake up to go to sleep every day is eat, race, sleep, eat, race, sleep. And that seems to be the going trend with these young uh, gentlemen and hopefully soon uh, ladies 
that have joined the podcast? Most, most definitely. Um, I want to give one second real quick to go ahead and shoot what you guys got going on tomorrow night, and I'm going to let you guys know what we got going on Wednesday night, and then we're going to get our guest in. He is in the studio. All right, no doubt, man. Tomorrow night, uh, Race Chat Live, me, Miss uh, Lee, and Taz Taylor will discuss uh, A.J. Allmendinger, uh, capturing that emotional win at the Roval and what it means to the sport. And also, uh, just then, Denny Hamlin did not like some comments made by Jeff Gordon on Twitter. So uh, we'll see in 200 words how uh, Jeff Gordon uh, teed off uh, Denny Hamlin. Uh, so we'll be, uh, I'll be glad to, to get all that and a whole lot more tomorrow night on Race Chat Live. <laughs> I'm a dinger. That's the only reason the wife likes some A.J. Omadinger, so she can walk around and say, Omadinger. Um, Wednesday night, um, the 110 Nation Sports Show, 8 o'clock. Um, Mario and myself will be talking about the epic fail known as the Mighty Hurricanes. All they had to do was just kneel the ball they win the game. Instead, they run a play, fumble it, and Louisville, like three plays later, takes it 80 yards and ends up beating Miami. Um, we're also going to talk about the epic fail, also known as Dak Prescott, um, as that performance last night was horrible. Um, we'll get into a little bit of Major League Baseball tomorrow or tomorrow or Wednesday night as well. Talk about um, that player that uh, ended up winning this case over the whole sexual stuff. I'm glad to see that come out and get our thoughts on that. We got a recap of last weekend's football, NCAA and NFL, and then we got our picks for next week for the NFL. And I'll tell you what, this was the worst week I have had. I've been about a 75% shooter so far this last week. Unless the Raiders win tonight, I'm not even making 500. So that's a rough rough week for us. Um, But without any further delay, let's go ahead and get our guests in here. Um, Luke, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad. I'm glad to be here tonight. Uh, first thing first, we're going to give you an opportunity to uh, plug any um, sponsors and then also social media, website, anything that you want the fans, listeners to go to or to be able to interact with. Um, and then uh, Chris is going to take charge. Yeah, my social media is my Instagram's Luke.Mori.49, and my Facebook's Luke Mori Racing. Um, I really like to thank Team Hornet Development for all they do. Um, they we we go go karting every week at Trackhouse Motorplex, and it's really our whole life is into um, this whole thing. So um, definitely want to give a big thanks to them and Metal Militia Brian Deegan for all he's done with me. Just um, advice and just supporting us throughout the whole season, all of our partners helping us get products for our car and just everything along, everything like that. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, Luke Morey, uh, first of all, welcome to Race Chat Live, the exclusive by the 110 Nation. Uh, I'm glad to have you here on this uh, beautiful Monday night. I know you could be doing a whole lot more. I see that you've got a busy schedule week in, week out. And of course, uh, my, my, my co-host over here, he thinks you're a dirt modified racer. But, man, as I flip through your Facebook, the Luke Morey uh, Racing Facebook page, I can see you're a whole lot more than that. Let's just start with that, Luke. What got you into racing, man? Where, uh, How did all this begin? And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, my dad, he grew up um, dirt racing his whole life, running World of Outlaw late models, dirt late models, modified sprint cars on dirt, really everything um, on dirt, even some um, asphalt stuff, too. So, 
kind of got born into it. Um, I'm from Ohio, and once I was um, like two, I think, we moved up to Michigan, and that's kind of where I got my start, just going to local tracks every weekend, watching my dad race, modifieds and late models at all the local dirt tracks around. And um, he ended up starting a series called uh, Mini Wedges. It's um, like a go-kart with a cage, um, a really slow motor, just kind of like a kid, a kid class. And oh, yeah. those they're pretty popular in Indiana and Ohio, and he moves the series up to Michigan, and that's kind of how I got my start. I ended up running those for about two years, and uh, when I was nine, my dad got a job opportunity down here in uh, Mooresville, North Carolina, and I knew that would only be better for my career, too. So we took the um, leap down here to North Carolina, where we are now, and uh, we ran some legend car stuff um, with Joe Ryan race cars. Um, that kind of started with a whole team holiday development thing too, getting us in contact with Joe Ryan. Uh, ran Legend Cars for about a year, and just last year I made my. Um, we got a prolate model from Rackley War um, on asphalt, and ran kind of half Cars Tour and half Carolina prolate model series schedule last year. And the first half of this year we ran full full Cars Tour schedule until we got in a pretty bad wreck at um, Tri County, and it kind of ended our season hurting the car pretty bad so um since that happened we really tried to just figure out what we need to do if we want to stick to asphalt or what but um, we went to the dream at eldora um earlier this year or right after that wreck and we've had a we had a lot of opportunities open up there to where now we're in um ron hornday's modify he told us to come pick it up and run some races get get laughs on dirt um so, yeah, we've been doing that for probably two months now in the modified. Uh, it's really helped me a lot just learning the, the four bars and how the how they drive. It, they drive really weird. So um, knowing if I want to go down the dirt path, I'm going to need to get modified experience because from what I've heard, they're pretty much the hardest cars you can drive on dirt from what a lot of people that have um, drove them have said. So I know it's only good to use up this time and just go run. It's a crate motor, so not a lot of power. So just going and running these shows, like we're we're going, we don't really know where we're going this weekend. We're just going to see what's racing and just kind of go there and learn and just kind of play by ear. Right. So uh, is this a typical uh, type of course that Ron Hornaday offers? Uh, you're the first guy that we've talked to that's uh, got a dirt, got a dirt ride from the Hornaday team. So, uh, how did that really come about? Was this a car just stored away, or is it is it typical that he puts uh, young men in, in, in modified cars? Yeah, he has his own um, chassis company for dirt modifieds, um, Hornaday race cars, and he, he okay. built a, a lot of them a few years ago, and he hasn't really built a whole lot, and um, the car he had in his shop was kind of a test car, and just really, I think it was their newest one, and he tested it a few times, Billy Workman Jr., um, has tested a few times, and he told us to go pick it up and just have some fun with it in the rest of the year and uh, couldn't turn it down. So picked it up and got a um, motor from Steve Arpin, the owner of Longhorn. He helped us out with a motor to put it in it just to go run some races. So really big thanks to Ron for trusting me to go make laps in his car and really just run it for the rest of the year. It's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, you, you've uh, been in go-karts, uh, you're a legend car uh, driver, of course, late models. Now, I've always heard asphalt, when you crash, you crash pretty hard. Is that uh, is that kind of something that, uh, that that kind of shook you there, or is that uh, – tell, uh, tell us about the incident. 
Yeah, it was at Tri-County, so that track, you're kind of, it's a really unique track, definitely one of my favorite tracks, because you're not right around the top there, but you're pretty close to the wall all the way around um, since they repaved it a few years ago, so really fast track, you're almost, you lift for only a few seconds there and qualifying with all the new asphalt on it, and um, we, we were pretty good, I, I don't know where we qualify, I think top 10, I think like 7th or something, around some pretty good cars, and um, lap 30, I believe it was, we blew it right here, going in turn one, and it wall was there waiting on me, so um, pancaked the wall pretty hard, but I was pretty lucky in um, straight rail cars, it's, the chassis doesn't go all the way to the right side door, so I had a lot of a lot of cushion on the right side, so I was okay, I got my wrist caught in the wheel and hurt my wrist, but it healed in just a week or two, so yeah, it really hurt the car more than anything, which sucks, because we got pretty much everything from the right side, the right side door all the way to the cage. So uh, definitely hurt. It hurt more knowing the car got wrecked. I wasn't really worried about me at the time because just whenever it happened, I see springs rolling down the tracks. My old shock bounces off the hood. So, <laughs> yeah, it definitely yeah. sucked, but we bounced back right. from it. Let's let's jump real quick yep. back over to the modified situation. Now, your dad was a dirt racer. Has he been able to kind of coach you in on that situation as you've uh, jumped over to the modifieds? Or, um, you know, technology's been pretty awesome over the last 20 years, but has he been able to kind of give you some feedback and help kind of uh, feed you into the series? Oh, yeah, definitely. He has so many connections. I'm so grateful for all the connections he has because he's the head of motorsports at Bill Sun Shocks, and they've been really good and the whole dirt world the last few years ever since he kind of took over and just being able to go to um call steve arpin the owner of longhorn chassis pretty much they're dominating this year with their dirt late model chassis being able to call him and talk to him and um, he gave me a lot of advice i raced alongside of him a few weeks ago and it's really cool just to be able to lean on those people for advice uh, it definitely helps and even my dad he's given me a lot of advice too just kind of what to expect and um, he's not. He won't really kind of tell me what to do before the race. He'll, he kind of just sends me out there and has me learn. So first few races I learned. He told me what I need to do different, and we're still working on it. But I think we're pretty pretty consistent now with um, just kind of choosing where to run and stuff. So yeah, it's all going good. Tell you what, Steve uh, Arpa names a uh, name I heard a while. Good guy. We had him on. It's been years at this point, but uh, um, good guy there. And to answer the question, I had a message said to me, "What what was that?" I chuckled because I've never heard anybody say the wall was sitting there waiting on me. Um, so that was kind of, it. Kind of that that was a chuckle. That was kind of a semi chuckle because I just thought I've just never heard that. Um, in Ohio, what uh, what part of Ohio are you from? Columbus, Ohio, and we lived in Reynoldsburg um, for about two okay. years and moved straight up, so we're only there for too long. I don't remember any of it, so, yeah, not not there long gotcha. enough to really remember. Originally from Dayton, Ohio, and, and moved back, and that's going to lead me to the other part of that, and Miss Lee, she's also from, I, I want to say the Columbus area, um, and then I also lived in North Carolina for half my life. Um, what tracks in North Carolina did you get an opportunity to run? There's some great tracks in North Carolina. Where have you gotten to run so far? Um, there's definitely a big list of cool, just short tracks that is on everyone's bucket list. Um, definitely the coolest one, even though we didn't have a good run there, coolest one is definitely North Wolfsboro. 
um, racing there on the All-Star mm-hmm. weekend. That was really cool. Uh, we had motor issues all weekend, but we ended up getting a provisional for um, being high enough up in points. So um, it was just mm-hmm. fun making all the laps, just cruising around, racing out there with cup drivers. So that's definitely one of them. Um, there's definitely a ton of few tracks, like I said, Tri-Counties, one of them that I ran there in Legend Cars a few years ago, and it, it was nothing to what it is now. So they've done a good job with that track. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot that are really cool around this whole area. Not going to lie, a little jealous about the whole North, North Willsboro thing. I got an opportunity to do Rockingham when they brought it back for a couple of years. I moved away before they redid North Willsboro. I always wanted to go there. I always told myself if I still lived in North Carolina, not that I expected to move at any point in time, that kind of changed. But I always wanted to go there. So I'm going to Otua. I have to admit, I'm a little jealous on that. You've done dirt. You've done track, or I've done asphalt. Which one do you like better? Uh, definitely dirt. I haven't done... The Cars Tour is very professional, and it's pretty much mm-hmm. the Cup Series for late model stocks and um, pro late models and super late models. So that's definitely a really professional level, and it was definitely different running these local shows. Um, they don't have a schedule. These local dirt shows, they don't have a schedule, so you're just kind of going out there. And you gotta. It's just completely different. So I've been spending this whole time trying to learn, um, knowing if I want to go down the dirt path, I'm going to have to learn it. So learning how to drive the cars and just learning – how the short tracks operate differently from the cars tour. So it's definitely been a big learning curve um, compared to how professional the cars tour is versus um, all the local tracks, local dirt tracks. Um, I drew a blank. Uh, schooling. We, 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 we talked a little bit about this before. You, you doing homeschooling as well? Yeah, I, I started homeschool, I think about a year ago I started. I'm, I go to a tutor from, I think, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday I go. So it's um, really cool just being able to have a nice open schedule to go do go-karting Tuesday afternoons and on Wednesday mornings. So it's definitely nice. Um, I'm I'm getting a lot more done than I did in public school. I think I'm already halfway through my school year, or, yeah, halfway through my school year already, only a few months in, so... It definitely helps me just get ahead and be able to be done and graduate earlier than being in public school. Yes, uh, the daughter, she started homeschool this year, and she can actually graduate a half a year early um, with homeschooling. So uh, um, definitely a, a plus. Did you ever think that when you was young that this would be your life, like go-karting all the time, homeschooling, so you ain't got to deal with all the, the craziness, especially today's world, in the school system, and be able to race cars all the time. Like, I just couldn't imagine on a Tuesday, we're going to go-kart. Like, I just couldn't imagine having a life. You younger, do you ever think that this is where your life would take you? Not, not really. Um, I kind of I kind of planned out the whole dirt path whenever I was a kid and stuff, but Moving down here and getting into Legend Cars kind of led us into the car store that was growing at the time, and um, we started running it before it really got popular with Dale Jr. and Kevin Harvick and all of them taking ownership in it. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really cool just being down here and being able to run in all those series. So, yeah, pretty lucky. What age did you become hands-on? I've seen a lot of pictures with you involved, and I applaud you because not every race car, not every driver out there gets does the hands-on thing. They just kind of show up the track, jump in the car, 
and it makes it hard for, you know, crews and crew chiefs and everything else to make these adjustments because they have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, but I see you are highly involved um, with the cars and getting cars ready and working on the cars. And at what age um, did you start getting involved with all that? I feel like I kind of always have. It's If I'm not involved and if I'm not in our own shop every night, I probably won't be able to go race every weekend. So my dad kind of leaves a lot of it up to me. If I don't want to go put in hours in the shop, I won't race. So um, I've always kind of been like that, um, hands-on, like you said. So even in the Cars Tour, it was most of our races, it was me, my dad, and one other crew guy. And we're going out there against um, rental rides with five-plus around 10 crew guys for a few cars, like two mm-hmm. cars on a team. So it was really um, different kind of showing up to all those cars for races. Um, all those guys kind of just hopping in as we're actually having to work on our cars, but I'm, I'm not too sad about it. It's kind of what I've grown up into. And I know, especially on the dirt side, I'm going to have to, I've been spending a lot of time in the shop in our own shop, working on the modified and getting it ready. And you learn so much more. I, I guarantee I know a lot more than a lot of the other guys I'm racing with, which is definitely a big benefit for if anything does happen and I'm half doing my own or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely worth it putting in all the time in the that, shop that, and just asking questions and just kind of learning about the whole car. That was my next question. Do you, did you feel it was going to – I was going to ask if it was an advantage or, you know, kind of benefited you, but you kind of went there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot one more. I'm going to let Chris get in there. Because um, I know he's going to talk about these tracks. Because I, I, I have a feeling he's going to kind of spin this question that I'm going to ask with the with the tracks. Um, the different type of cars, and it looks like you've driven a whole plethora of different kinds of cars. What has been your favorite, and what has been? Um, well, I'm not going to go with the, the favorite. Let's go with what's been the easiest for you to learn and feel that you you were kind of the best of the field and which one was maybe the hardest that maybe took you longer or maybe you're still working on trying to figure out how to be the best in the field in that particular type of car um yeah i definitely the hardest is the modified so far just because it's you're on a really skinny tire and um, even though we're in a crate motor still with that skinny that small of a tire it's still roasting the tires uh, most of the time so definitely the modified has been the hardest um, the Pro 8 models, I wouldn't say they're easy, but they're, they have a lot of grip. You just have to really the main thing I struggled with is just driving it hard. It was really weird going from a legend car where you're having to you had to learn throttle control and all that to a Pro 8 model where you you have to just go straight to the floor no matter what and let the car do its thing. So that's really I really struggled with that the first year in a Pro 8 model, really trying to learn that. And I think this year towards um, halfway through this year we started really getting good. Our first race this year we finished third at southern national in the um cars tour season opener so that was pretty good um yeah probably models i wouldn't say they're easy but definitely easier than anything else and um the most fun is probably a, a dirt super late model 900 horsepower um they have i'm not sure how big the tires are but they're big probably twice the size of the modified tire so that's the, that's been the most fun i've driven um i can't wait to go test some more um, super late models because they're just so fun just driving in wide open and it sucks you in the seat it's definitely a lot of fun all right luke so this is chris again look uh i have an old friend and he i remember one time i struggled uh going out to talladega 
uh, had about four blowouts before I got there. And I, I talked to my friend. He, he runs a track down in Hasburg, Mississippi. And he said, look, Chris, he said, believe it or not, right now, you don't want to hear this, but these this is the time that you'll remember the most. Uh, and it'll make you laugh. Uh, when you tell the story later on. And of course, that's frustrated at the time. I didn't really believe him, but uh, I think he knew a little bit more about things than what I did at that time. Tell us real quick about maybe that situation where, man, that night just seemed like it wasn't ever going in, but you can look back now on it and laugh. Yeah, we've had a, a lot of just a lot. tough runs all through the Cars Tour, really, just where we're, we know the problem, but it's like we want to just tell the whole world what happened. Like if we had a something wrong with I don't know our shock or something we just want to tell the whole world but we kind of can't so uh, we've had a lot of times like that this year like at Hickory was one it started really at Hickory and all the way through North Wilkesboro um, earlier this year just kind of really struggled and we finally found the problem whenever it's too late so um, yeah it sucks kind of have to just make the most out of it and just move on like we we didn't have we, there was a few weekends in the modified we didn't have great runs but I knew we just had to keep stay focused and just move forward and just learn from it and just keep going. Racing is definitely uh, has a lot of valleys and a whole lot of hills. Uh, you can be up one minute and down the next. But one thing that I've noticed over your career, and it's kind of it does surprise me how far back it goes. Um, the number forty nine. Why does that number stick out the most to you? We we always try to figure it out. I'm not 100% sure. Um, my my dad was always number two, um, racing dirt, really his whole life. He was always number two. And I'm not too sure where it came from. I, I'm i trying to remember. We always try to remember and joke about it, how I never – I don't know why, but it's kind of just stuck with me. I think he just asked me one day what number I want to be, and I just said 49. Um, Were you a yeah, Brewster Baker? Really yeah, maybe. Isn't that know. the number? Isn't that the number from Six Pack? I believe it is. Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. So let me shoot it back to uh, Mr. CJ Sports, and uh, we'll get closed out of here, man. All right. Um, free time. Free time. What you do in your free time? I, I always, I'm always intrigued. Um, what you guys through, do throughout the week outside of racing? And it's always going to uh, seems to always be the answer. Oh, we do this the uh, at the shop. We go to the track. It's an off-season. I know it's very rare that you guys have an off-season. It's very rare you all have days off. But say you get a the, – the Tim Horta Day development program says, you know what, shop is closed Wednesday. You guys are not allowed to do anything racing at all. You guys go have fun. Enjoy the day. What would you go do? Um, I, I sim race a lot. So on my free time, if I can hop in my sim and just make laps <laughs> on really anything – just to stay fresh behind the wheel, I definitely think it helps a lot. I'll definitely do that. But really, my whole kind of day in life is just in the shop. Even this winter, we're building a few new race cars for next year, and um, we're going to be in the shop about every day all the way, I don't even know until how long. So it's definitely a busy winter planned, planned ahead. So even this year, we've been I've been in the shop a lot. So. That's kind of my whole life. If I'm not doing anything for a day, I'll go with my dad to Bill Stein and um, watch all of the shot guys at Bill Stein and just learn about how to build shocks and um, really learn about all inside of a shock. Because I definitely think that helps with if we need to make adjustments, I can kind of be my own crew chief a little bit too. Now, do you already know your plans for next year? No, not 100% sure. Um, 
Yeah, we're still kind of trying to figure it all out if we want to go um, modified or dirt late model. So, yeah, we're still kind of trying to figure that all out right now. And did you have any goals going into this, into this year which you want to accomplish or grow in? And if so, did you reach those goals? Um, I, my main goal going into the car store this year was to get um, a top three and try to win a race. Uh, I definitely knew we could, mm-hmm. and getting a top three first race, that was really cool and had a lot of confidence going in, but that's when our kind of season started going downhill and having problems um, every race. So um, I definitely want to, here in the next few years, I don't really know or care where I'll be at, but I definitely want to hop in a car store, late model stock or pro late model. I'm always searching to get back into that series, um, just seeing how mm-hmm. professional it is and everything. I would love to just go run a few more races um, in that series next year, in the next few years, um, and hopefully we can get with a good team or something and be able to win a race. That'd be my ultimate goal. That was my ultimate goal for this year. Now, obviously, you've ran a lot of things on a lot of different types of tracks and different kind of pavement, non-pavement. What has been your favorite type of track? Um, if it be a road course, a, a, a bigger track, a short track, what has been your favorite track to uh, race on so far? Um, definitely North Wilkesboro as the oval track. That one's really cool. Um, we, whenever we ran there, it was just everything went by so quick. We had two short, I think it was like two short practice sessions and then straight into qualifying. So um, that was really fun and um the, I ran a legend car at the Charlotte Road Course. Um, they have a legend mm-hmm. car track, so it's the Roval track. And right once the Roval goes on to the big track, you go back in. It kind of a kind of follows the Roval on the infield. Um, that was definitely mm-hmm. my favorite road course. I haven't ran on many road courses, but that's definitely my favorite one, just because it's so fast and you're shifting, you're six gears. So um, going about 120 down the straightaways at Charlotte's pretty cool. So. Um, that's definitely my favorite road course. Um, a lot of unique corners there, and it makes it really hard in a legend car. Definitely love some Charlotte. Um, living in North Carolina for about 23-ish or so years. I can't remember exactly. That was the track I visited most. Um, it was about an hour, hour and a half away from me. I used to stay in the Fayetteville, Fort Bragg area. Um, I got out and never, never left that area until about four years ago. Um, I definitely love um, Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway. There's a track outside a little uh, – a little track, uh, Bear Creek, I believe was the name of it, um, where they run the little uh, wing, uh, basically almost like a wing go kart. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere yeah. in the woods. I got a, I got. Have you been there before? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they run the same things at Millbridge. Yeah, I love I loved it. Uh, Larson was out there. Casey Kane was not too long after he was, uh, had walked away from NASCAR. Um, it was a cool little track just hidden in the middle of nowhere. Um, there's a lot of great tracks in North Carolina, um, as obviously you know. Um, but let's go ahead and get you uh, get you uh, out of here. I know you are a busy guy. Got a lot of things going on. Before we let you go, though, I want to give you an opportunity one more time to let the uh, let the fans know where to find you, social media-wise, website-wise, um, and also uh, give you an opportunity to plug your sponsors one more time. Yeah, my Instagram is luke.mori.49. My Facebook's Luke Mori Racing, and um, like obviously Team Horiday um, definitely helps out a lot with all this. Uh, Metal Militia, um, Shop Deegan 38, um, the whole Deegan family for everything they've done helping me. 
um, Landrum Springs. They've they've done a lot for me, and really just all the all the companies that help kind of put this whole make us or allow us to be able to race every weekend. Uh, they definitely work their butt off for me to go out there and turn laps. Definitely uh, glad to have you come into the studio today. Uh, love to get you back um, later, either later in the off season or even later in the season to see how the season finished and what the plans are even were, or even more so when plans are cemented so we can talk about how the season ended and what's going to go on for you next season. Uh, but either way, Good luck on the rest of your season. Good luck on the rest of your career. Um, and hopefully uh, we get to talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Good luck, Liz. You have a great night. Maybe you too. All right, great. man. Way to Say knock what, it out that, the park. Uh, yes, exciting stuff. No doubt about that. Well, Mr. CJ Sports, I believe uh, we need to run over the uh, the, uh, the schedule one more time, and uh, we'll close this baby out. You let them know what you got going tomorrow. Yeah, it's Race Chat Live tomorrow night. Uh, we'll have uh, Miss Lee and Taz Taylor. Uh, we'll be talking about all the hot news, uh, including AJ's win, and of course, uh, a whole lot more. Just follow us 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll... Uh, if it's happening hot in the news of racing world, we'll talk about it on Race Chat Live. Then on Wednesday night, what you got going on there, Mr. DJ Sports? We got the 110 Nation Sports Show also at 8 o'clock. As a matter of fact, all shows as of right now are 8 o'clock Eastern time. We're going to be recapping college football from last weekend and NFL, giving the NFL predictions. We got a couple hot topics we are going to want to jump into. Uh, Before we get out of here, make sure you guys like us on Facebook, either Race Chat Live. 110 Nation Sports, um, and also check out the site, the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network.com. It has all our shows, our blogs, um, our schedules, everything that you need to know, and links to catch all these shows on all the different platforms we are on. It don't matter if it's Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, um, Amazon, you name it, we are there. Check us out. Anything else, Chris? Well, nothing other than uh, we, we'll be at the 29th Annual uh, uh, Coors Light Fall Classic this weekend. It'll start on Thursday night with practice, and Friday and Saturday night we'll be racing features. On Friday night and Saturday night, that's super late model features on Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, come join us. I think the purse has been handed up to $15,000 uh, this year for the super late models. We're expecting a lot of super late models there. Of course, next weekend is Eldora. Uh, so uh, we are expecting a, a pretty large car count of Super Late Miles. Come come by if you're anywhere in the 200-mile vicinity. Or, hell, if you listen to us all the way up in Canada, come on, drive down, find out what it's like to be at the House of Hook, Why Not Motorsports Park. Be there. Y'all have a great night. Next.